Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, the Brit on the bit, host <laughs> and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show, with my co-host, Jodie Everton. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you. Uh, love to have you back every week. Every Thank week you, Louisa. you're not at the Horse Show. I love it. Thank you, Louisa. It's always fun to be here with you. She is, uh, Jody is with the Ocala Stirrups program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. We're going to start off with some event announcements and a bit of news, and then we will have Dr. Kay up with us to talk about Lyme's disease. And then we have a very special guest, author Bill Heller here uh, with Wanda Hooper, um, the widow of the late Fred Hooper, who of course changed the course of the horse world, especially here in Ocala, Marion County and beyond. So we're going to hear a little bit about their story and the new book that has come out. It should be a great show, finishing it up with some epic um, at Equine Performance Center for you and closing out with some final news. First mention is the summit. That is Horse Farms Forever's event, November 23rd. We we know that the farmland preservation area is super important. Mm -hmm. We know our culture and the farm industry is so important. Um, with the speakers, uh, Mr. Malone, the owner of Bridalwood Farms, who actually owns more farmland than anyone else in America, uh, and also Kevin Sheely from the CEP, which is where we are now at the downtown studios in the horse capital of the world. He'll be talking about balancing um, the growth of our county with the very important culture we have with the equine industry, and we know those things are, are super important. For sure. Um, got some other events to mention. Horseween, our second year. Wish you were going to be here. I know. There's nothing better than horses in costumes. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> adorable. We've got some costume contests. There's no uh, charge at all to enter into that. Um, you do need to register if you are bringing a horse, so we have enough parking. That is October 29th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Ocala Downtown Market. There'll be concessions, vendors, lots of fun. There's a dog competition, a kids competition, and a horse competition. Nice. So dress your horse up. You know I've got my costume ready. (laughs) Uh, Also, um, don't forget that Larson likes to appreciate their customers. So you can pop down to Larson's Hay on November 5th and 6th. And um, you'll be celebrated there with some incredibly good prices on hay. Great discounts. um, And they do love to have their customer appreciation days. So don't forget Larson Hay, November 5th and 6th. Don't forget Stirrups and Strides, our wonderful therapeutic center for disabled uh, adults and children, both physically and mentally disabled children and veterans. Um, they are going to have a Who Done It, a Wild West murder mystery, and you're invited. 
reserve a table today. Uh, that is December 4th from 5 to 9 p.m. at their um, center there in the covered arena. So that will be a load of fun. They're going to hang someone behind the barn, I think. I Not think really so. hang somebody, but no. you know. No. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, a big announcement in the equine industry that I shared with a few people at Ocala Breeder Sales today who were very excited to hear that at our location, Chestnut Hill Arabians, where Ocala Stirrups is located, we will be opening the Equine Industry Academy of Ocala. You'll be able to take horsemanship classes there. You can uh, email me, louisa at ocalacep.com, if you'd like some information. You can also check out the website that is up, equineindustryacademyofocala.com. So if you're interested in more information, that will be beginning in January. You'll be able to learn all your basic horsemanship, grooming, um, and all those very important things about confirmation and basic hands-on with some of the sweetest, most well-trained professionals wonderful horses you are going to have an amazing experience and be able to go and get a job in the equine industry and be qualified and safe and know what you're doing which is most important so we're very excited about that yeah it's very excited big huge steps there and a lot yes. of people i talked to obs today were like oh good oh, they were good 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 we want them to come on out that's right thursday october 21st at 2 p.m at the cep at 310 southeast third street we have our equine initiative meeting presented by Piranha. Special guest will be Sarah Powell Fennessy. She will be talking about Horse Farms Forever and their upcoming summit. So if you would like to come as our guest, again, you can email me, louisa at ocalacep.com. And that is always a great, well-attended meeting and a great opportunity to network with other horse people. And then in November, we moved our equine meeting back to November 9th because it is Thanksgiving month. Sometimes it's a little difficult for people to uh, manage that third weekend of the month. So we have moved it back to November 9th, which is Mary Phelps' birthday, by the way. Mary Phelps and her husband, Wayne Humphreys, are the owners of the famous Flying Gangsters. <coughs> they are Briar ponies. They're so Briar collectible cute. ponies. They won the gold in Hungary for the USA. Um, she's going to be doing demos with the ponies. You can take selfies with the ponies. You'll get to meet the flying gangsters. Um, and, of course, that's another equine initiative meeting and driving equine 101 presented by Piranha, and that will be at their farm in Micanopy on November 9th at 2 o'clock. Uh, tent, chairs, and refreshments will be provided by Showcase Properties of Central Florida. So we're very excited to invite people out to learn about driving. You know we have to have our piranha mention. Yes. Because you know fly season doesn't really end here. And this is true. <laughs> it might slow down a little bit. That's true. But it doesn't end. So we've got our piranha template of the week. Really cute. Best filly names. Mm. I like something that always sounds very feminine. That you know it's a female right from the, yes. just from hearing it. You can comment or message us. Yep. We'd love to hear from you about, what about filly names? So I like raindrops on roses. Oh, that is very fancy. I you know. definitely know that's a filly. We had a beautiful mare in the barn named Palatrinka. Like and to that. me, that just that it's powerful too. It does. It just sounds like an Arabian mare. Palatrinka. Yeah, woman power right there. Beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The the um, that the reason I have that popped out of nowhere is because this week a new pony came to my house. Okay. And her name is Raindrops on Roses. I, I imagine it didn't just pop into your head. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. So anyway, her name is Rosie. That's she's cute. So cute. But I just love that. Like That's very cute. It sounds like something from one of those um, 
Oh, my son-in-law just said it to me the other day, and I should remember it. What is wrong with me? Um, oh, my gosh, the really famous movie, Whiskers on the Song. Raindrops on... Never mind. I'll have to think of it later. <laughs> it's terrible. Tune in later. We'll come back with it. It'll come to me. So in a bit of news, Queen Elizabeth's love of horses has been documented for years and years. I think she was even caught riding last year at age 94. She's been riding since mm. she was three. She was inducted into the QIPCO British Champion Series Hall of Fame. Oh, nice, nice. And she certainly deserves that because she has supported horses, uh, sport, competition, racing, everything for many, many years. Yes. Uh, shout out for Chester Webber, our very own Ocala resident. He has been the dominant force in four in hand in the U.S. for mm. years and years. He stayed fairly close to home the last year or so. Um, but he, uh, again, carried on his legacy at the USEF National Four in Hand Driving Championships in the Garden State CDE 2021. With his team of geldings, um, actually won. And in close to the end, he, he was actually beat by James Fairclough. But then in the Cones phase, his final score was good enough for him overall lead and take home the championship. And of course, Live Oak International is back next year, and he will hope to uh, win again there, as he usually does. I like Jim Fairclough. Actually, is from Sussex County, New Jersey, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. And that's where so this not very far from us. Was. Yeah, yep. pretty yep. neat, right? Yep. Um, so we'll be very excited when he was asked how he how he felt. He said, "Winning an 18th national championship, it feels a little better." Than the 17th. I'm sure that's a good answer. <laughs> and you know we'll be at Live Oak International next Oh, that's year for funny. You. Good luck. Uh, and of course, the OBS yearling sale uh, this week, 170,000 uh, was the topper. So, so exciting. Very exciting. Well done. And we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith talking about lines. Stay with us.
over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barn in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. And joining us by phone, I have Dr. Adam Kaot at a soccer game because he's a dedicated dad as well as an awesome vet. <laughs> We're going to pop our piranha question up there for you one more time. In case you didn't catch it earlier, what's your favorite filly name? And we're going to ask Dr. Kaot what his is. Do you have a favorite filly name, Dr. Kaot? Probably Zenyatta. I was thinking also, good one. Yeah. Probably, not to take anybody else's, but Ruffian's a pretty good name, too. Yes, actually. Ruffian yeah. and Zenyatta are both very strong names, yes. aren't they, for fillies? Yes. They're very suitable for... For such strong horses. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. I, I like both as well, I have to say. Dr. Kaya, we're going to talk a little bit about limes in horses this week, mm. um, which is a rather vague and mysterious thing in most cases yeah, right. with very generic right. symptoms. Um, yeah. Something you see very often or not so much? <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say often, but I certainly see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's kind of one of those things that you uh, because there are so many different um, presentations from alternating lameness to some neurologic issues to just generalized muscle stiffness soreness can be a, quite a, a wide range. So basically, you kind of rule out all the obvious things and. Um, you know, and then kind of check for lines as a as a possibility. You know, we we do have a pretty pretty good test for that, um, and uh, so that's nice. Um, so if the horse is uh, exhibiting symptoms that are um, that coincide with with Lyme's disease, then it uh, certainly uh, warrants being treated for it. So. Now, something interesting I read is, as many people know, it's, it's carried by ticks, uh, mostly by the deer tick. But what I didn't know, actually, until I studied up a little bit for this, is not all horses that get bitten by the tick and get the bacteria necessarily get Lyme. That's right. That's right. Actually, most of them, that, most of them don't. So, you know, that's kind of why... Um, it's a rule out thing just because they might might necessarily have a titer to that to it doesn't necessarily mean that um 
they have Lyme disease. So the signs and symptoms have to go along with it, along with the rule outs that you've done through your diagnostics. So um, providing it says, say, if it's a lameness or whatever, and, and, and we figure out that, you know, it doesn't necessarily block anything or it's not, you know, necessarily a pain-derived lameness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a vague for, yeah. for a lack of a better term, lameness, you know, yeah. and uh, and then we can kind of go down that route. And certainly, certainly, history of of a horse being, you know, in the area, you know, typically northeast. Uh, we don't really deer ticks are are kind of coming down to Florida, but they technically aren't here in full force numbers. Like you'd find mm-hmm. them in the mid Atlantic <laughs> states and the Midwest <laughs> and that sort of thing. So that's that's good. But so if you if you have a horse that's that's been in the mid Atlantic Midwestern states that certainly have the deer tick, then that is obviously um, shoots a little bit higher to the top or top of the differential list. Right. Plus, if an owner told you they, they know they removed one, then that would obviously be a, yeah. a good yeah. good sign that that's it. But yeah. it does actually have to be attached for 24 hours to mm. successfully transmit the bacteria mm. to the horse, which I didn't know that. Uh, that's um, right. Um, what about right. treatment options yeah. for it? Is it a lot like yeah. people where they have it forever once they have it? Well, um, typically your treatment can run, um, you know, up to several months. We, we typically treat them with uh, tetracycline antibiotics. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can, you can treat them up to six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Generally, once process. they've been treated and um, you do see a response, it's not necessarily like people where they have um, flare-ups, but they can. So, mm. um it's, uh, it's something that'll always be, you know, kind of in the back of your mind once once the horse has been treated for it. it can flare back up, but fairly good um, outcomes at the most part. Fairly good outcomes, yep, absolutely. Yeah, they actually do respond very well to it. Good. Um, anything that you would like to add to that, Dr. Kayot? Anything else that people should be looking out for other than obviously the intermittent lameness and things like that? Lethargy maybe, is that kind of... Lethargy, weight loss uh, is very common. Um, unexplained weight loss. Um, just a generalized stiffness. I mean, the, the, the major complaint I get is this horse just isn't right, just doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily see a lameness, but horse just isn't moving as freely as, as they were at one point and and so you know the the performance is obviously decreased and and the rider gets concerned about that and wants to know what's happened so sure and prevention of course um using you know regular uh, uh, yeah. deterrent sprays your, right yeah, use your fly exactly. spray um exactly. if possible yeah. if you know are your fields know your yeah. fields right yeah. so right it's like Ticks like long, uh, long grass and tall weeds and stuff like that that they, they can do. hop off onto animals easily that way. So that's true. If you're if you're uh, in a wooded area, um, obviously be be wary. But if you keep your keep your paddocks uh, fairly mowed, that'll, that'll mowed help and, with that. Too. Yeah, mowed and tidy, and use plenty of yep. of repellent. Um, yep. You know, especially at times of year when there are more more ticks. I know there are times of year it's worse. So oh, absolutely, um, for sure. Sure. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So um, sprays and mowing and, and deterrent. And then, of course, checking your horse regularly over. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. don't forget little folds of skin and yeah, little like up under the mane. Yeah. Yeah. The dock of their tail. A lot yeah. of times that's where ticks will end up 
hanging out uh, there and in their main and that sort of thing. Um, Inside ears, another place to keep check and under the front legs there in the folds, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes under the chest there, there's little folds. Checking in all of those places just regularly and if you feel something that shouldn't be there, then it may be time for the worst part, which is the removal. Oh, it makes me cringe. I hate it. I've done it, and it makes me. Yes, it's horrible. Uh, Dr. Adam Kayot, thank you so much for joining us again this week. We really appreciate it. Have a great soccer game and a great week. All right. Yes. Thank you. So we like Zenyatta, raindrops on roses. Love it. And ruffian. Love it. All good. Yeah, raindrops on roses is more girly sounding. See, keep breeding horses, and then you'll have to keep coming up with you great names. You keep having to come up with, uh, with yep. fill, great filly names. That's I'm trying right. to think of some more. There's some other wonderful ones I've heard. But, you know, you hear a lot of really interesting names in the thoroughbred world. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was just sure. thinking that today when I was interviewing some of the people at OBS, and we were talking about different horses that, you know, that they've... And even geldings and stallions that, that are out there on the track and training. And, you know, the Florida bred that won the derby that's going to be running in the Breeders' Cup Classic. What a cool name, Medina Spirit. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name. And then Essential Quality, that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them out there that have just, just people come up with really neat names, yep. you know? I yeah, you got like, all winter to think about it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're a foal and then you come up with a that's cute right. Billy name. That's right. So, yeah, I love that. That's really cool. But So just be, you know, be very aware with the limes situation. That is... Um, can be quite a serious thing and and not just for horses but you know think about yourself when you're out there too Mm. you know if you're out on the trail in a woodsy area check yourself really well Mm. when you get back you know that song checking yourself for ticks or whatever (laughs) country western song but really do check yourself for ticks because it is a real it is a serious disease and it and it can relapse and you can have problems uh, with it later on even after treatment so something to think about we will be right back our special guests are going to be in the studio with us So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. I've been training racehorses for 31 years and uh, everybody over the industry has always talked about how we need to have integrity in the sport. I listened to everybody for years and years and nobody ever did anything. So one day I just decided, you know, we're gonna do this. It's progressed really well since then. We've been working on it about three years now. And we've gone from, you know, having real, real short read ranges to over 1,200 feet. And go to big events and where it's taken six to seven hours for horses to come through the gates. Uh, we can do that now to where we can cut it down from, you know, nine to 12 minutes per trailer load to less than a minute with no mistakes. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. 
segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show on the Sky 97.3 and Equus Television. Sitting to my left, Jodie Everton, who is my co-host. She is also the instructor at the Ocala Stirrups Programme at Chestnut Hill Arabians, where we'll be getting a equine industry school open at the first of the year, which we're very excited about. Okay. Also joining us for this very special segment and the next, I have Wanda Hooper here with us, the wife of Fred Hooper, and also the author of a fairly new book. I have Bill Haller in the studio. Very nice to have both of you here with us. It's Thank really you. an honor and a pleasure. Thank you very much to the FTBOA and to Tammy Gant for connecting us all so that we could chat a little bit here today about the incredible life of Fred Hooper and the book that has certainly brought out all of the extraordinary things he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible life, um, Bill, Wanda, just um, a dropout in eighth grade. Um, Fred went on to do many, many different things in his life. Uh, Wanda, maybe share a little bit with us about about some of the things he did after he dropped out of school. Well, he was he was into everything. There wasn't anything that he didn't try. He would try it, and he was going to make it a sex a, a success. He loved challenges, and uh, he always looked forward to doing something, never looking backward. But uh, he tried to do his best, and uh, most of the time. He succeeded, and if he failed, failed, that was okay too. He would go on to the next thing. And he was, truly loved the horses. Oh, tremendous! His when he started in the horse business, they were number one. I um, like that. <laughs> they were number one, and until the day he died, he loved his the horse farm, visiting the horses, the cattle. Uh, he he just. It, it kept him alive. He lived till he was 102, quite alive, and never a dull moment in any of it. Lived his life to the absolute fullest, as Wanda, his wife, can certainly speak about. Married to him for 30 years, and um, you got to be a part of his adventures. Bill, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, this is my 27th book. Wow, and just a few. <laughs> well, sooner or later, one of them's going to be successful, but I keep trying. <laughs> You keep pecking away at it. Uh, keep picking away. So the way this happened was I had barely known Tammy. I talked to her on the phone. I was working. I write for a magazine called Trainer Magazine, Quarterly Magazine. I was doing a story about casinos at racetracks, and I needed somebody from the uh, Florida Thoroughbred Breeders Owners Association. Talked to Tammy once. We got talking a little bit. She said she had one of my books. She said she wants to write a book and whatever. And about three weeks later, I get a call from Tammy, and she says, do you want to do another biography? And I said, who? She said, Fred Hooper. I said, oh my God, yes. Now, there aren't a lot of people that I would say, oh my God, yes, without (laughs) thinking, but he was one. And one thing I had remembered, I knew about his success. I knew that he had won the Kentucky Derby with his first horse, named for his son, Hoop Jr. 
Um, but I remembered he was once a keynote speaker at the Hall of Fame inductions in Saratoga. Mm. And I used to cover that every, every year. And I didn't remember the specifics, but I remember being so impressed with his love of horses, his love of horse racing, and his love of life in general. And so once we started to do the book, I was able to get the transcript. It turned out that speech was in 1981, so it was 40 years ago. And 40 years ago, he was uh, telling people that if, if we don't solve the issues of medication, the federal government's gonna step in, and guess what? 40 years later, the federal government is stepping in, and there's the Horse Racing Integrity Act, which is going to be wonderful for the industry starting next July. And I thought I knew a lot about the racing side of Mr. Hooper, and then I had an oh-my-God moment because Hoop Jr. won the Derby in 45, and Fred was already 48 years old. Now, (laughs) I was fine on all the racing stuff after then, but I said, oh, my God. I don't know anything about his first 48 years. And, <laughs> yeah, so that was a challenge, and so it was obviously a challenge of uh, doing a biography about someone you can't interview. Uh, so I, I depended a lot on Wanda's wonderful family, who every single one of them was just a pure delight, and I took a big thrill because I had interviewed Fred's 94-year-old daughter, Kay, on the phone a few times, and she showed up, we had a book signing last Friday, and so I got to meet her for the first time in person. Very nice. And she's a charming woman, and she was just one of many of the family that helped me a ton to do this book. Wow, how incredible. And I thought it was interesting that in 1945, when he won the Derby with Hoop Jr., that was the only other time that the Derby ever got moved to June, um, other than the pandemic, when of course it right. got moved because of the coronavirus. But that was the only other time that it was moved to a different day because of the war. Sure. And uh, and Hoop Junior um, won it. His, and what happened? What happened? I'm sorry. What happened was that last year, when the pandemic postponed it, the Montgomery, I think it was the Montgomery Independent, if I remember the right name, did a story about the first time it was postponed, the only other time, which of course was about Fred Hooper. So here we're in in the year 2019, and they're still talking about Mr. Hooper. And when I started finding out the, like 60 different occupations he had, and still, I had several what I called, oh my God moments. And one of them was when I discovered he had a very good three-year-old named Olympia in 1949, that uh, was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby, but it got tired. And he was in a very famous match race against a a quarter horse, (laughs) which is a story in itself. Fred Fred handled about $53,000 in side bets on that race. Mm -hmm. His horse won by a head. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to prep him for the Kentucky Derby and the Santa Anita Derby. And Fred's farm was in Montgomery, Alabama. So Fred called up Eastern Airlines contracted with them to lease a plane. He was the they first let him, one to fly horses. Yes. And, wow. yes. <laughs> yeah, he and he picked out, they said he could pick any pilots, so he picked out a, someone who was an ace in World War II, and he flew his horse from Alabama to California in 1949. And his 84-year-old nephew, Harold, who I interviewed, who lives in Montgomery, recalled that it was a very big event, and it was covered by the TV stations, the newspapers, they said, I'll never forget, the newspaper the next day made fun of him. They said, Fred Hooper has no sense. Spelled C-E-N-T-S, flying horses. And I said, well, how did Fred feel about that? He said he was mad as hell. And I said, what did he do about it? 
He said he called the newspaper and screamed at him. I said, I love this guy. <laughs> because Wayne Lucas, who's the, one of the all-time greatest trainers of all time, he got credited in the 70s for being the first to fly horses cross country. And there was a phrase called weighing off the plane to bet Wayne. those horses. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, this was 40, 30 years before that happened. So how far ahead was Mr. Hooper? And, and oh, he had, yeah, they said he had no, no horse sense. No, that's incredible, yeah. isn't it? And he actually did, had to did make the plane work to get the horses on. He, like just, he had to design a ram and a, and a strap for the horses. And the stalls and, inside. And the stalls yeah. inside and yeah. everything. He had to make it work for horses because wow. no one had ever done it before. Sure. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, that's something. And he flew horses across country for races. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's, he was a teenage horse swapper, a daredevil at the Georgia State Fair, a barber, a boxer, a potato farmer, a carpenter, a steel worker, a timber trader, a county commissioner, a stockyard builder, and a successful cattle breeder. Can you believe <laughs> this it? This was a busy guy. This was a busy guy. We just got the one minute sign. Okay. So the good news is after the break, we're halfway through the show, um, we'll run the Palm Chevy and then we'll be back with the second half of the show and we get to have Wanda and Bill with us for another segment so we're going to chat some more about the extraordinary life mm -hmm. of Fred Hooper and the book uh, of course that's come out that we're very very excited to share that more information with you stay with us on the Horse Talk Show we'll be right back equestrians it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse so get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa you're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. Welcome back to the second half of the Horse oh, Dog Show, God. presented by Farm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, from the Ocala Stirrups program, Chestnut Hill Arabians, Jody Everton. And we also have Wanda Hooper and Bill Haller here in the studio. We've been talking about the extraordinary life of Fred Hooper and 102 years of extraordinary certainly is a long time. Um, quick mention, Dr. Adam Kayot's mom, she said, 
Sound of Music. That's the movie I was trying to think of. I know that movie word oh. for word. That I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm English. I'm terrible. I know, come on. I'm thinking of the song, Whiskers on, you know, oh, Raindrops oh, yeah, on Roses. I wasn't... Yes, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so anyway, back to our famous people in the studio. <laughs> um, we were talking about Fred Hooper's life and, and the book. and So what? So you were inspired, really, the relationship, the friendship with you and Tammy Gant at, at the FTBOA is really kind of what sparked that. She should be declared a national treasure. She, uh, she is yes. incredible, knowledgeable, is. works nonstop, and yes. was not only did she suggest Wanda hire me to do the book, she then helped me with the book with all these other people who had incidental relationships and references, which made the book only that much better. So, yeah, Tammy is my number one heroine. She is oh, mine nice. also, yes. so I, I join you in that. Where everything I need that I don't know the answer to, she is my absolute go-to, and she absolutely always has the answer. Oh, so shout out to Tammy Gant. Yes, she Wait is. She yeah. is absolutely amazing. She's incredible. Yes, great, uh, wonderful. Good, One of the, I'd great. say the best contribution to the horse industry we have in yes. Marion County. Yes. So yes, we love her. Yes. Um, so Wanda, big family. They called Fred Big Daddy. Um, yes. Children. Um, the the, yes. the Derby horse, of course, named after his son. Yes. Um, just a uh, an incredible life. I know he used to drive around in his Cadillac. Yes. Um, feeding carrots to the horses. Yes. What a guy. Nice guy. He loved it. He loved doing that. In the mornings, that would be the first thing he would like to do, is go out and check the horses. And uh, see how if the, how they were eating, how they were acting. And, uh, and checking with the trainer, especially like the ones in training, sure. if they were eating up and uh, did they eat their feed last night and what have you and watch them if they were in training and then go through the paddocks and with the brood mares and uh, always very interested when it was folding time um, the foals that were going to come and when they were born he checked them out he just had enthusiasm he loved them he loved wanted them. to see it all going yes. on Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Incredible work ethic. He went to work actually for a builder as an inexperienced apprentice and actually ended up building roads, bridges and, and many other that was construction an, That projects. was an interesting story. He went to get a job and the people at the Caterpillar Equipment laughed at him because he had no experience, no assets. He got, applied with the state, got the job, he came back and they weren't laughing anymore. And then he started Hooper Construction Company and built it into a multi-million dollar industry and sold it for a lot of money. But uh, to do him justice, you have to also examine his impact on the horse racing industry, which is unmatched. Sure. Uh, he brought over three jockeys from Panama. All in all, the Hall of Fame now, by the way. All in the Hall of Fame. Brother Leo mm -hmm. Baeza, Jorge Velasquez, Lafi Pincai, three for three. His impact on breeding uh, this was my second oh my god moment with him. That horse Olympia that I mentioned, the last two horses that won the Triple Crown, American Pharaoh in 2015, had Olympia all through his pedigree, five different times. The 2018 undefeated Triple Crown winner Justify, he had another of Fred Horses, Trijet, in his pedigree. So what Mr. Hooper was able to do on his own, he certainly, he introduced his own line of horses into the breed. It's phenomenal. 
kind of built his own yes. pedigree. He did. And was very, very successful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you, if, yes, if your offspring wins the Triple Crown, I yes. think that's a good sign. That's a very good yeah. sign. Yeah. He did something really right for yeah. the industry. But I remember Trijet. I covered Saratoga for 45 years every day. And every time a horse won a mile and an eighth race in a fast time at Saratoga, I would see, did he get near the, war, the track record? The track record was Trijet, Fred's horse Trijet. It lasted 31 years. Wow. 31 years. My goodness. Yes. And then he was an industry leader. He formed the, um, the National Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders yes. Association and the Florida Thoroughbred yes. Owners and Breeders Association and served as president of both of those. Yes, and he was also uh, the first person to import stallions from South America. He started that in 19... And the thing that fascinated me is how did he have the knowledge to do all these things? And he just had a great belief in himself, tremendous common sense, and he also demanded a lot of the people that worked for him. And his favorite horse was Susan's Girl. Susan's Girl, right. And when I got the, her lifetime past performances, I noticed that there had been seven different trainers he went of through Susan's trainers. Girl. Yes. And I'm saying, wait a minute, this is his favorite horse. He had seven, seven different trainers. And so, yeah, he was friends with George Steinbrenner, who fired managers. Who yeah. Yes, they, the were competing for, they were competing for who yes. fired the most, right? And so I, say, I interviewed Ross Fenstermaker, uh, who was one of his top trainers, and he told me that Fred fired him and rehired him three or four times. He lost count. And he had started working for him when he was 14. He was a little kid in Idaho, and he heard that Hooper Farm needed uh, light exercise riders, so he left Idaho went to Alabama. Nobody met him at the airport, so it's a miracle he ever made it to the farm. Yeah, yeah. But he did, and then he was an exercise rider, and then he became a very successful trainer. And he handled Fred's most uh, accomplished horse, Precisionist, who won more than $3 million. Yeah, $3.4 Yes. yes. Wow. Isn't that incredible? It is. And $3.4 million that year was probably... Probably like double now, right? Yeah, well, God knows. He handled, he handled 53,000 in side bets on that match race, and there's a story in there. What happened after the match race, they had put all the money. Each owner put up 25,000, winner take all. He had 53,000 side bets. They put it in the race secretary's office, locked the door. After the race, they go to get the money. He opens the drawer, pulls it out. There's nothing there. It had fallen. He pulled out the whole thing. There was nothing there. So he took the whole unit apart he had put in so much money that that it all fell to the bottom oh. but could you imagine when he opened the drawer and saw there's nothing. no money yeah, yeah. no money <laughs> i said that probably aged him about another 20 yes. years yeah. yes yeah. yes oh my gosh well mike smith said and, and hall of fame mike smith um jockey incredible guy good friend he said when you got an opportunity to ride for a man like mr hooper you knew you had made it you knew he was such a giant in the sport what a giant in the sport right yes and, and what's interesting is everybody that i interviewed still refers to him as mr hooper as do i because that that is the way he was perceived in the industry well, and still so is yeah. yes Yes. So respected, such incredible accomplishments. And I think it was something like five of his horses were um, lines came down to American Pharaoh, right? Who, yes. of course, was the first horse to win the Triple Crown in 37 years. Yeah. So it's really something to say you had a horse that, yeah. that, that made that kind of impact. Well, it's, uh, Blood Horse Magazine, they did a story about Olympia one time, and they said that without Olympia, there would be a lot less speed in the world. 
That's which cool. was a great that line. That is a great ending yes. for this segment. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Nirvana O'Callaghan's Medical Spa is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show on the Sky 97.3 and Equus Television. In the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Program at Chestnut Hill Arabians, and also special guest Bill Heller. We are actually keeping him with us for an extra unplanned segment um, because we've been talking about the extraordinary life of Fred Hooper, and actually Gigi's going to bust right in here on set um, and pass us, thank you Gigi, and pass us the book, which I'm going to ask him to sign. Oh, yes. <laughs> the value usually goes down when I sign it. Oh, oh, no. We don't believe um, really an incredible, I love this photograph on the front. Yeah. This is, is really, really um, incredible. And actually on the back. I like I that mean, too. That's you I can had, just tell I had it was a, the real deal. I had a know? tough time figuring out which one was a better cover photo. But I went with the uh, the one on the front because it has Wanda and Precisionist on the That's front. That's cute. Yeah, show the back. That's cute. Uh, after all your studying of Fred Hooper's life, I noticed throughout everything that he's done from, and actually it's just giving me goosebumps actually talking about it, but you know, when from dropping out of school in eighth grade where most people who do that don't normally succeed, mm -hmm. you were a school teacher right. for 16 years, so. Yeah, that's a tough road. That's, that's a tough road. So everything that he did and touched, even with almost no experience in almost all of it, he was successful. Well, he went back and got a teacher's certificate and got hired as a substitute 
at the school he dropped out of. That's yeah. something. And then I mean, he opened his own school. Yes. I just think some people... Which is still open, right? Yeah. Yes, 50 years, and, and you know their nickname, of course. Mm-mm. Colts. Had to be Colts. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it had, had to, to be, be Colts. Colts. Yeah, yes. had to be Hooper Colts. Academy? Yes. yes. It had to yeah, be. I just think some people, their destiny is just out in front of them. And school probably, school very well could have slowed him down. That's he needed possible. to do it maybe at his at, at, yeah. at his pace, you know. Really amazing. It All is. the things that he did. Founded Hooper Academy, see, yeah. and it's still open 51 that's years later. Can you believe that? I mean, this was a unique extraordinary mm-hmm. human being. Yeah, it was. But what was it about him you think that made him successful regardless? I think it was his attitude and he was willing, you know, he said that, you know, he kept horses by himself, he didn't race in partnerships, his companies mm. were by himself, mm. and he said many times in interviews that if, if I fail, then it's, I have no it's one to blame him. but myself, yeah. and he wanted control, and he took control. Yeah. And with his horses, that meant firing and hiring trainers and yeah. sometimes back and yeah. forth. And I mean, Ross Fensterbaker, he couldn't remember if it was three or four times that he got hired, he fired, got hired and, and rehired. Fired. Yes. And, and probably it sounds like he was a little bit of a perfectionist. It sounds oh, God, like he yes. wanted things done right. And maybe if he found something wasn't the way he wanted it. it but he, had to, he accepted the fact that he was in a business that is anything but perfect. You know, can't, yes. You'll never be perfect. And the reality is, you know, I was a handicapper too. And if I was only wrong seven out of 10 times, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. And, and horse racing, it, and it's funny. Like, in horses, period. Right. Yes. right. <laughs> Any breed or discipline, yes. right? He had three people come from, I, I, I think it was Europe or Asia, that were looking at Trijet as a possible stallion. And so they came to the farm, Fred showed him, and they all said he's too small. And Fred turned to his groom, Gus Gray, who was, was with him for 41 years, he said, you know what? This horse is good, but I'm gonna keep him and, and show them wrong. And literally, he became one of the top stallions in Florida history, and his name shows up and justifies pedigree. I mean, my God. So he believed in himself, he believed in his horses, and he also did the right thing for them. He was very much anti-medication, and he said, if a horse isn't doing well, give the time Give that horse some time off and do the right thing. And, you know, I'm sure he would be appalled to learn that race day medication is still allowed, uh, but that might change next July when federal uh, legislation creates a national body, which racing is needed for forever. Yes. Yes, that, that, is, that is absolutely needed. And, and the, the better that the transparency and integrity of the sport becomes, the, the more fans are going to return to racing and yes. love racing. And I've seen the, the really, really good side of racing. I have been on the backside of every track. And I'm telling you, I have been around so many people. I have never seen horses cared for the way these people care for horses, except at your farm, Um, which is really exceptional. Um, But, but, you know, I've seen the other side of it, and there is a good side to racing, a very good side that a lot of people don't ever see. You know, they Mm -hmm. only ever see the, well, this wasn't good and that wasn't good. But I think anything that we can do to improve the integrity and transparency and the appearance to the outer the outside world that doesn't yes. hasn't been and seen what I've seen, the best and somebody like Fred who that's what I was that. and books like this help. Yeah, you know, explaining the backstory and letting people see that it's a whole lot more than just running in circles. Oh yeah, there's a whole lot more to oh, it. Oh, there is. There's a whole world, um, and it's a fascinating world. And if you could yes. come to the Kentucky Derby with me next year, you'd um, you have to talk to the Arabian Horse Association about moving Region Twelve. So. <laughs> 
I'll go. You'll go. <laughs> and I feel like I already know you. I've got the sound of music in the back I of my know, head. I'm going to be it's all night long. It's going to be the sound of music. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you go. That's it. Whiskers on kittens, raindrops on roses. See? Yeah, you're right. Thank you you're to right. Dr. Chaos Mum because I had a, a moment. I'm so glad she listened. <laughs> you're always helping me out. <laughs> She's wonderful. So, how can people get this book? How can, well, that's a good question. Yes. Uh, they can order it online through Trainer Magazine, the magazine I write for. They can contact Tammy or they can call me directly or write me directly and I will send them a signed copy. Wonderful. I think sharing these kind of um, extraordinary lives in the horse world is, is, sure. is really amazing, really incredible. Any really, um, anything that you discovered while you were writing this book that you had no idea of? Uh, well, actually, many things, Yeah, right? there, were, there were many, and I kept saying, well, he had all these different jobs, so was he really bad at them? And that he kept, you know, but he went, like, he got hired to do steel work, and he found something else, the concrete makers were making more money so he made up a, a false name and got started working for that he's very ambitious yes he? oh my yes. god yeah yeah he, he really was a go-getter yeah. there's something actually i made note of um he said i want to be thoroughly used when i leave this earth the harder i work the more i live i rejoice in life life is no brief candle to me it's a sort of a splendid torch which I have hold of at the moment and want to make burn as bright as I can before passing it on to future generations. That's very cool. I think yeah. that, to me, when I read that, that says it all yeah. about Fred Hooper. He, Mr. Hooper was that. Yeah. It, nothing was done that, that, to a small measure. I'm sorry, that was in his speech at the Hall of Fame. Again, I said, you know, that, that became the beginning of the book, and... And the end of the book, I'm not giving it away, it's not a mystery, the butler didn't do it. The end of the, <laughs> the, the, end of the book, I, I said that Fred always looked ahead, but if he took a look back once at his life, he'd smile. He had made the most of every day he was given. Yeah, for sure. Really, in 102 years. Yeah, and thank you so much for bringing the book to us and coming in and, and sharing about it. This is how we let people know what's available to them. And it is my pleasure. This yeah. is the fun part. Yes, it is. Good. And he collectively won more than 20,000 races. Wow. Can you believe that? No. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. 20,000 races. The first one to buy horses in South America to race and breed in the U.S. Mm -hmm. He also weighed his horses regularly, monitoring their health. He had the whole package yes, going. Yes, for sure. Mr. Heller, I want to thank you so much. Those segments went by so fast. We have just about 30 seconds left. I want to thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was really an honor to meet you. Thank you. Um, thank you. We love this. Fred Hooper, yeah. certainly extraordinary life. We'll be back with the last segment of the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. 
This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm here at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center with Dr. Alberto Roland, Louisa Barton here. Uh, we've been going through my paces as a horse here at uh, the rehab facility. Dr. Roland is now going to tell us a little bit about laser and something I didn't know until today. I'm very well. Well, Lisa, do you know that laser actually Start, um, st stands for something. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's it. A good blooper. That's wow. a blooper. Okay. <laughs> okay, cut. One more time. <laughs> Luisa, do you know that laser actually stands for something? I do now. I just found out. <laughs> Trivia question. All right, let's see if I can practice it because it took me a long time to figure this out. You know my accent, no, no. my English language, but you know I'm foreigners, <laughs> the, the whole thing, okay. So, so the L stands for laser, amplification, no, excuse me, the L stands for L, for light. Light, light, light. Amplification, amplification, stimulated by emission, by emission of, of radiation. radiation. <laughs> laser. You've got me trained. You got it, you got it. Very good, that was good. Now you just have so, to laser me. So let's laser you. While I laser, I want to talk a little bit about the therapy itself because uh, you're going to hear there are 10, I don't know, probably 10,000 different type of lasers out there. And to be quite honest, all of them are probably pretty good if you use them at the right dose. And that is, that is the trick. And another trivia question is that now we're starting to move a little bit from using the word laser treatment to something more complicated that's called biophotomodulation. Ah, don't worry about it, they're making it very complicated. Anyway, so basically there are many classes of laser. You're going to hear people talking about one, two, three, four. I'm not going to give you a huge class about which one are they. We have class fours and we have lower classes as well. Um, it basically is named another trivia question how it affects the eye. A class four affects the eye a lot more than a class two or a class one. Good, all right. This particular one. So are you going to laser resurface my face today? Um, no, I'm gonna, do you, I'm gonna just work on your knee. The cool, the cool thing about the one that we're gonna use right now, it can be used on people as well, mm -hmm. right? And actually most lasers can be used on people, um, horses, dogs, oh. etc. So what does it do? So we put it to the surface, and then we start giving a dose of light. So we give a dose. So it is like a medication. You calculate the dose based on the size mm -hmm. of the problem and also on the problem itself. So you calculate by the square centimeter, and then you move around, mm -hmm. and you provide the right amount of dose. And we use the laser to rehab skin lesions, mm -hmm. tendons, joints, mm -hmm. and this particular one is very cool because I'm going to change, I'm going to actually show you something really cool. So you're pressing a lot of buttons? I am pressing a lot of buttons because I'm trying to figure out 
need to turn it off first. <laughs> then we're going to turn it on. Mm -hmm. Now for something like my, my knee scar here, is this something that laser does any, any, any good on a horse if a horse you know, has a scar that a person wants to, um, wants to get rid of? The laser that we are working on here is mostly for injuries okay. or for wounds. The, there are other type of lasers that you can go to the surgeon and they can do laser surgery. That's a whole different thing. So this is okay. called cold laser. Okay. Plastic surgeons use a CO2 laser to cut and repair. Make sense? Yes. Okay, good. Now, so another cool thing of this particular laser is that it has what we call a blue light. And they have found out that if there's a skin infection or an infection going on, this blue light is actually antibacterial. So, yeah, it, it kills bacteria. That's it's, yes, 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 it's very, very convenient. So let's say, let's assume your wound was infected or slightly infected. Mm -hmm. You could treat it with laser. And as a matter of fact, we had a horse recently here that had a bacterial infection who was resistant to most antibiotics. So we put the horse in the hyperbaric chamber and we gave the blue light laser and the horse healed beautiful. That's amazing. Now, how mm -hmm. often would you have to do this blue light and for how long? To And would it depend upon the type of infection, yeah. how big, how, yeah. how... But you might see uh, improvement in one treatment or several? As, interestingly, sometimes you see a little improvement in one treatment, which is... it was kind of surprising for me because you say oh one treatment but you can still see the edges getting a little bit of blood mm -hmm. and getting a little better obviously we recommend 10 as the minimum one is not going to be enough but you can see a little bit of improvement sometimes with just one incredible anything else to add on laser there's a lot to add on laser there's a lot of research going on out there right now laser topic is a hot topic both for people and for horses and one of my teachings to my clients is that all lasers will probably serve the purpose that you need. You just need to make sure that you have the proper intensity and the proper dose. And some of them penetrate deeper than others. So you have to be mindful of which one is going to stay on the skin, which is going to go deeper in the muscle or deeper and deeper. So there's a lot of there's research that can tell you and we can definitely help you with that as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Roland. We're now going on to some wet rehab, taking uh, it over to the treadmill. Uh, and the salt water therapy, so I'm looking forward to that. Dr. Rilan, it's such a good sport. I love the fact that even though he's a veterinarian with a very serious rehab center, he knows how to have a laugh and a good time. He's got a very good sense of humor. Yeah. Joe and I laughed really hard the night they did the uh, Equus ribbon cutting at the hotel. We had we had a very nice time with him. Yeah, yeah. he, he an is interesting a, guy. He's a, he's a great guy, and the state-of-the-art rehab center that mm -hmm. he has for, for horses conditioning and, and injuries and that sort of thing I mean the, yeah. the program he has there is is phenomenal for, for that. sure so but he's a good sport yeah so. uh, a second mention so we don't forget for um, oh sorry thank you guys a first mention for the fact that we're going to be bringing you a lot of coverage of the Breeders Cup um, we were at OBS today talking to many of the people whose graduates actually will be in the Breeders' Cup. About two-thirds um, of the horses actually have some connection here, either sold through Ocala Breeder Sales 
or were trained and graduated from farms here before they went on to their racetrack trainer or were bred here, like Medina Spirit, for example, born just up the road from me um, to breed a gale rice. So we have a ton of connections. This is the richest weekend in horse racing. Um, almost $30 million in mm. prize money in a weekend um, for the top horses in the country. And the fact that they have connections or were bred here, or trained here, or sold at OBS is always a hats off to our local trainers who give them the best start. I'll give you an example. I've been to the Demerics farm many times. Demerics are absolutely wonderful people. I have watched Jackie spend hours in the round pen with horses, just working mm -hmm. with them and getting them adjusted and then letting them hack around the farm. They do an incredible job here. Last quick mention for the summit, don't forget, November 23rd, very important, 11 a.m. at OBS, Farmland Preservation. We're all about that here in Ocala, Marion County. Make sure you sign up to join us for that. And I think we're at the end of the show. Flew by really fast. Um, Horseween, don't forget, October 29th from 5 to 9 p.m. Please come down to the Ocala Downtown Market here at the CEP and join us. It's presented by Miller & Sons and is part of the equine initiative at the CEP presented by Piranha. So, you know, Miller & Sons are so good. They are everywhere. They are. Good don't night. forget horse yes, and don't forget who else. else is awesome. Oh. Chestnut Hill Arabians going to oh, have the uh, Horsemanship Academy opening up there to help the equine industry in January. So get signed up for that. You know you've always wanted to know how to speak horse. That's right. And how to handle horses. This is the perfect opportunity. Wrapping it up for this week, I can't believe how quick it went. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County or not, happy horsing around from Jody and I to the same time next week.